calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. All right. ah, there's the man. There's the How's it going? right there. Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, dude. Right on. Thank you for uh, coming to hang out here on the Toddcast in Vancouver, Canada. I guess the, your neck of the woods, man. Local boy, Delta, kicking some ass. Hometown, born and raised. Yeah, Making yeah. some names, man. It's, it's, it's forever home, that's for sure. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, I bet when you, when you do come back for visits, it must feel just like, you know, Man, this is home, like Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing quite like, you know, getting off the plane there or whatever. Just the air is just that much fresher. Like, it's really hard to, like, it's it's a truth, real tangible thing. Like, when you, just when you get up there, it's, I don't know, something about it. And where do you live right now, then? I live in Orlando, Florida, so probably couldn't be further away from uh, yeah. D.C. Yeah, truly, hey. Yeah, it's weird. You know, you go away, like, you know, I've been down to Florida myself and then you come back to Vancouver and you're like, man, this is why the city is so fucking amazing. Cause I know you, know, you go, know. go somewhere else and then come back. Yeah. And like, okay. Maybe Vancouver is one of the best in the world. Yeah. You're not it's kidding the, there for sure. It is the third most expensive. It's getting crazy. Cause I, you know, I still got family back home and friends yeah. and everything. And I just can't believe how in, insane it's getting. Dude. It's nuts, man. Like you, it, yeah. even a million bucks would, just just get you like i don't know like an apartment almost at this point yeah yeah it's, it's wild it's yeah. wild we were like doing some research into our like our childhood home in north delta or whatever my sister was looking it up yeah. and like my parents bought it in uh i think like 92 or 93 for like i don't know seventy thousand eighty thousand dollars and it's like <laughs> worth one and a half million now <laughs> it's like what it's yeah. just unreal it's crazy yeah all right so kyle uh we we're mentioning you know obviously your local local kid local boy kicking yeah. ass dude uh you know you're working your way through eccw here of course in in in, in bc um you're now in aew uh all elite wrestling of course you did uh, wwe and nxt mm -hmm. uh, you went over to um uh, New Japan and did some wrestling over there. Um, I guess right to it for for the current stuff. Like, talk about a killer organization to work with with AEW. Absolutely. Um, coming to AEW is just kind of because in WWE I never really had that 
experience of like being on the main roster or whatever. I was in NXT, um, yeah. but I never got called up to Raw or SmackDown. So now with AEW, it feels like I'm having that main roster experience. I'm, I'm part of an organization that's on national TV, that's selling out arenas all over and we're traveling. Like I'm, I feel like a real wrestler uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's an amazing group to be a part of. And, and everybody there is awesome from the talent to the production staff, to the producers and coaches backstage to Tony Khan, the man that owns it himself. Like, it's it's an unreal group to be a part of, and I'm I'm super stoked about it. So a lot of people wonder, like, why did you leave the WWE and NXT? Is that is that part of the reason why? Is because you weren't being moved up to the to the main? Well, so my contract came up, and there was an offer there to remain with the company. I'm not sure what that would have entailed exactly if it was to stay in NXT, um, to move up to the main roster, and I, I knew a lot of their focus was changing and what they were looking for, and I just kind of wanted to explore my options and, and see what else was out there. Um, I had a lot of friends at AEW guys that I came up with in this business that I, that I traveled the roads with that I'd spent tons of time in Japan and ring of honor with. And I, you know, put out some feelers and there's interest there as well. And um, you know, it's always best to just bet on yourself and go where your gut's telling you to go and follow the heart. Right. So yeah. it just felt like the, uh, 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 the right move for me. And I'm, I'm happy that I made that choice. Nice, nice. So talk a little bit about the, the wrestling over in New Japan Pro and like, you know, uh, must have been super cool to be on the other side of the freaking yeah. planet doing what you do. Yeah, getting into wrestling, I, it was always one of my biggest goals was to wrestle in Japan just because they treat it so much like an actual sport. Like in the, the newspapers, the next day, there's the baseball results and then the wrestling results. Like it's the wrestlers are revered. They're like real athletes. And I really appreciate that so much because in my opinion, we, we are well, real. You athletes. guys are real athletes. Give me yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a stigma, you know, of course, about pro wrestling, whatever. Uh, we don't need to go down that path because everyone yeah. knows, but, no, no. Uh, but, but working in Japan was awesome. And my style really caters to that as well. A very realistic, hard hitting sort of, uh, I guess you could say MMA hybrid sort of wrestling style. And the Japanese fans really really enjoy that style and, and they they get it and they respect it and uh yeah i had a lot of success there and i loved going to japan i really am looking forward for that opportunity to happen again yeah, nice like you were there for a few years right yeah yeah we i started going there in 2014 um and then right up until i got signed by wwe in uh 2017 i wrapped up there at the tokyo dome show so um had a good few years there and spent like at one point i think it was God, I think it was like maybe, th no, not 30 weeks. Yeah, about 30 week, thirty to 50 weeks a year was over there. So it was a decent amount of time to be, you know, yeah. across the world, like you said. Yeah. And, and so how old were you? Like when, when wrestling first grabbed you, how old were you? Uh, man, so growing up in like during the Attitude Era, you know, I became like an obsessed fan in like 97, 98. And, um, you know, casual, but really not like you know, ready to dedicate my life to it for any, any, uh, by any means. But so, uh, WWF at the time came to Vancouver. Um, it was a uh, general motors place at the time in 98, they did a big pay-per-view event there, uh, rock bottom. And it was my first live event. And I just remember everything about that experience. My dad took me with a buddy and I remember just walking in the building and walking up the stairs and seeing the ring for the first time. And like the smell of the t-shirt and just the, the feeling and the aura and the atmosphere and seeing, you know, 18,000 people go nuts when Stone Cold's music hit was like, it was kind of a life-changing sort of religious experience for me. 
And it just captivated me in such a crazy way. And you know how kids are like, they grow out of things, they have fads. And a lot of my friends grew out of wrestling and it wasn't the cool thing, you know, for a long time when I was in high school, but it was just something that I really loved. And, um, you know, I was an athlete in high school, but I was also kind of a theater kid and I being, you know, it's a natural progression for pro wrestlers, right? It's, it's sports based and it's acting. So it's kind of a, a nice mix of those worlds. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, decided <clears throat> this is what I was going to do. Yeah. So what is that like, is that your first like wrestling memory then that uh, specific event at, at BCRG in place? It's not my first memory. I like, I remember watching, you know, Hulk Hogan and stuff way back uh, right. when I was really little and imitating him and stuff and posing, but <laughs> That's definitely the most, like, I don't know, a memory that I always draw back to when I try and remind myself of why, you know, I wanted to do this is to maybe make some other kid have that same feeling that I had that day. And uh, just, I just love to entertain and I, I love the, just the production of wrestling. And it's just such an amazing, beautiful art form. Yeah, totally. And of course you are doing that, dude. Like there's guaranteed there's kids looking at you going like, man, I want to be like Kyle. That's a cool feeling. Like that Hopefully guy. that's true. <laughs> How crazy is that? So uh, like you, you had mentioned Hogan, like growing up, which were the wrestlers that you were kind of like, you know, idolizing beyond Hogan, like Ricky, the dragon. Was it like British bulldogs? Was it? Yeah, I love, man? I love the British bulldogs and Hogan and macho man. And then of course, um, Bret Hart was a huge influence on me. Um, the Hart family in general, you know, Owen as well. And then the undertaker, like he's a guy that like actually put, you know, feet, like I really believed him. Like, I know this, this gimmick or whatever you want to call it is ridiculous. This guy is back from the dead, but as a kid, I would hook line and sinker. I was into it and I believed it wholeheartedly. And uh, he's another one. And then of course, stone cold took my fandom to like the next level. Cause he, he was really kind of just an absolute mega star at that time for sure. me at that age of being a 12 year old and seeing Austin come out and, smash beers and and beat the crap out of the boss it was the best right what a time to be a wrestling fan yeah totally. it's really it was really pretty cool so if, if i were to ask you like could you nail it down to one career highlight could you pick one that i've had so far yeah oh man that's a really tough that's a really tough question um i mean it was it was really cool experience to I, i've wrestled in a lot of amazing historic venues and i really that's something that i i think is so cool the fact that i've i've wrestled in madison square garden uh maple leaf gardens the royal albert hall the tokyo dome like these are some legendary venues where some, some amazing historical matches have happened and amazing performers have have been and it's just really cool to have a, that small place in history where you know i've, I've been there and i perform there it's, i think that's a really cool thing yeah yeah, yeah. Hard to nail that down to one specific thing, though, hey? Yeah, right. I don't know. I'd say Madison Square Garden's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Performing uh, there, yeah. Not to get too deep on you, Kyle, but uh, what's the long-term goal for you? Like, is there five years from now, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, for me, in five years, I will still be with AEW. I, I signed a five-year deal with them. So, yeah. um, hopefully by then, you know, champion of the company or, or uh, you know, a several-time tag champion and just just having fun and never losing that love that I have for the business. You know, it's so easy to get kind of jaded and get bitter and beat up in this line of work because you're like, sometimes it's, it's just it's such a grind. You're traveling all the time. You're beat up. You're sore. You're not always getting used. And um, I just, you know, I want to um, just be happy with, with what I've accomplished and satisfied and uh, hopefully just having kick-ass matches. Cause that's really what it's, what it's about for me. 
it's just about getting in the ring. And uh, I think that's where, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is best suited is just in those ropes and, and trying to have a good, good match with guys. Yeah. So far, so good. So what do you, what do you like better or, or I guess like, what are the differences and how do you approach like by yourself versus a tag team? Like, yeah, there must be differences, right? Obviously. It has yeah, to totally. Uh, I love them both for different reasons. Like sometimes there's nothing quite like a, a good tag team match is epic when in like the psychology that you can tell of the good tag team and, and the bad tag team and they isolate one of the good guys and you control him until you get the big tag to the other guy that's fresh and he whips their ass. Just like, fucking yeah. Makes yeah. It's such a, it's such like a, you know, I don't want to say it's an archetype of, of pro wrestling, but it kind of is just the standard tag psychology. Yeah. And then in a singles match, it's just, you have so much more of yourself to show and who's this one person, you know, depending on what the story you're trying to tell is, uh, it's it's just it's it's epic you know it's singles versus tag it's uh yeah it's it's really hard to capture exactly what it is i mean tag team at least in a tag match you can kind of catch your breath a little and tag out your partner and at least sit on the apron and kind of catch your breath and because it's a, it's it's very physical it's it takes its toll on you oh for sure and and how much uh like as you're wrestling of course you know like the outcome of the match you you know you know who's gonna sure. win stuff, but as you're wrestling, like how much are you talking to the person that you're wrestling? A fair amount. I mean, it depends really on how much you've called in the back, but sometimes what you called in the back doesn't work out or sometimes the crowd may react differently than what you expected and you'll have to call an audible and let's do this instead. So there's, it's really, you never know exactly what, what's going to happen. And so many of these, like the biggest matches of my career you know, the days building up to it the night before, like I'm visualizing everything in my head or what we think is supposed to happen. And almost every time something insane that you would never expect happens <laughs> and you just have to roll with it. And, and that's so much of what wrestling is, you know, it's, 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 it's planned, but it certainly isn't choreographed. You certainly don't know exactly what's going to happen at every minute. And, uh, you know, just like life, it throws you curveballs and you got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Let's get outside of uh, wrestling. What you're known for for a little bit here? Sure. Music in the in the in the Greenwood House as a kid growing up. Like, what are your what are your parents playing? What are you being influenced? My parents. Oh man, my dad, uh, big psychedelic prog rock guy. Okay. You know, a lot of Pink Floyd, a lot of Zap. Um, my mom loved Elton John, Rod Stewart, Queen, like a lot of classic rock. You know, uh, played in the household growing up, and so you know, I. I I, I'm all about that kind of music now as well. Oh, I feel like yeah, yeah. You, you listen yeah. to the radio now. And so here's an oldie and it's like something from the nineties. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm ancient now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the first concert you went to? Uh, Weird Al Yankovic on tour in uh, Vancouver. I think it was his bad hair day tour. <laughs> it was the first show I ever saw. <laughs> uh, uh, then, yeah. The first like big boy concert I saw, I think was probably Metallica. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, a couple, you know, even I heard the, the, the Weird Al apparently plays a bunch of like multi-instrumentalist in concert. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was more than a concert. It was a show. You know, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the, the performer of them as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let, let me hit you with one that's really tricky to nail down. And I'm sure it may change if I were to ask you tomorrow, but you're, you're stuck on the deserted island. You need three albums. Oh, this, shoot. This will paint a really good picture of like the music of Kyle yeah riley here so which, which albums do you need let's go um nirvana unplugged for those like melancholy days where it's just you know you're on the island just feel it's like nothing's going your way yeah um something to kind of pump me up let's go um 
let's go the black album by metallica is, um is let's go the, master of puppets how about that i was gonna say is that their best album no it's not it's not but uh it's just master is one i just yeah i'd say master lightning uh probably yeah. be my favorite how would, what would you say master yeah yeah you it, can't go wrong master, master and justice yeah yeah it just there's not enough bass on injustice for me you know i just i missed i missed the cliff albums and yeah i think yeah. that the injustice record for me was the one that really grabbed me for those guys like i'd you know i'd heard master and and, and ride them ride the lightning and all that prior yeah long yeah stuff. but once that record i was like what the who the hell are these guys and i went back and actually gave those records a chance and like nice you know now i'm just freaking huge fan of metallica oh for sure yeah uh, and then a third, I guess I would go, um, let's go David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, uh, nice, just because it's dude. such a good record. Like every wow. song just kicks ass on it and it's just, it's, it's uplifting and it's emotional and it's, it's kind of got it all. I think that's a great choice. Uh, as far as like deaths of musicians, where's, where did Bowie fall in the Holy man? I'm like kind of bummed out. Like, yeah, absolutely. That was on, man. a big shot. And then you find out like the story of it and like how much he knew and what he put into that last record and like the weird sort of lyrics and symbolism behind that oh, last right. video or whatever. Right. There was some weird yeah. stuff going on there. Um, just heartbreaking though. He was such a, he was a, he was a master. Um, another guy that, you know, kind of grew up on with my parents influence as well was him. So yeah. Yeah, man. How about you? Do you got three off the top of your head that you would pick uh, right now? Albums. Holy fuck. Nobody's ever twisted it on me. Uh, it would definitely be a metallic album for sure. Probably, probably master. Yeah, probably, uh, probably a Bob Marley record, uh, legend, I guess, and uh, probably Zep four or or, or House of the Holy is a good one too. Yeah, no, I mean that's another thing. Like, what's the best album from those guys? Are you a big right? Beatles fan? They're like that's the yeah, possible the Beatles. One. Like, yeah, that is what? a tough one. If you can only pick one, that would be tough. I'd probably go with Sergeant Peppers or Abbey Road. Maybe Abbey Road or Sergeant Peppers are yeah. my two favorites from them. I think uh, I think Revolver is probably my favorite. My kid was my firstborn was born to the Revolver album, so it's kind of no hard kidding. To get away from that one. Yeah, no kidding. That's a that's a tricky one, man. Zeppelin, yeah. Marley. Uh, can we do four <laughs> that's a hard one yeah but then you got it like you got these uh lps and nothing to spin them on you're just stuck with the, the, yeah, the yeah. albums <laughs> like damn it to the front. yeah you make a coconut record player like <laughs> what are you uh what are you binge watching lately man uh what did what are we watching um so my wife never watched uh, game of thrones during the first run so we're watching that again and wow. um I don't know if you, you watched Game of Thrones at all, but it was it was amazing oh, yeah. the first time around. Yeah. Now that I know everything that's happening, it's still kind of it's pretty nuts. It's Great. intense. We're getting you're getting near the end of season three, so things are about to get wild. Yeah, yeah. You got anything good? Uh, right now, I'm watching Merlin. Merlin, it's what's that? Good. Like it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It's it's a you know it's just a young Merlin. Merlin like the oh shit Cam- Camelot Merlin right with yeah the, yeah King Arthur kind of shit. It's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, um just trying to think of like ones that you wouldn't necessarily have heard of of course like all the all the regular ones right like fucking ozark's amazing mm-hmm. um yeah just trying to think oh uh uh what was the one that my buddy introduced me to a little while back Lo- love death and robots 
Oh, I've been checking that out. I've seen a couple episodes of that. It's weird, yeah. right? Yeah, that's so cool. Like it's just standalone episodes, right? And yeah. it's so yeah. I like that. fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. You know, it's a tough one. Uh I, I do love all like the superhero stuff, you know, Daredevil. Sure. Do you catch Flash. the new Batman yet? No, and I heard it's Dude, like sinister it's so and dark sick. and fucking gritty. It's the and best. Like I heard it's, it's like, like the best one. It's like you know, did you ever see the animated series that was in during the nineties, Batman, the animated series? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to that, but like in a good way, like it's dark and just, I don't know, man, it's, it's really cool. Okay. And he's like a detective. It's kind of like a, it's like seven or like the Zodiac killer movie, you know, like it's, it's, the same it's very, so, yeah. It's do you really say cool. it's like the best Batman movie? I think so. I'm a, I'm a Batman diehard. So I think it's my favorite Batman for sure. Wow. I've seen it a couple times actually. <laughs> wow. No kidding. Okay. So, so you could say I'm binging that yeah, <laughs> over yeah. and over. D- D- <laughs> binging a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DC or, or Marvel? Uh, man. I mean, Marvel's just killed it so hard. Obviously. How do you go against them? But th- like DC is making a comeback. I, if it's, if they are, then starting with this. Movie. Hey, the Nolan trilogy for Batman is good too. Uh, this is just such oh. a different take on it. It's really good. Yeah, and even the uh, even that uh, the Joker that they uh, that they, was uh, unreal. Phoenix did man was like, yeah, wow. just the acting alone was unreal, <laughs> right? Which is like, something yeah. cool that DC's doing a little more avant garde, artistic sort of movies, you know, cool. noiry type. Yeah. yeah, like Marvel, it's kind of okay. It's kind of campy and a little bit corny sometimes. So a DC's little a little more adult, <laughs> and it's and it's almost at that like. Guys, come on. <laughs> I know, right? How many times are you going to look into the camera and say, oh, it sounded better in my head when I said it. <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, for me, it's like, man, I'm a huge comic book fan. Like, I, yeah. that, that, that monopolized most of my time as a little kid, right? Sure. And it's like, even as a big fan like that, like, yeah, it's almost, we're almost borderline too much. Almost. Yeah. 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 There. yeah. yeah. Wh- I just want to see an X- X-Men make a comeback in a new uh, Wolverine cast. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, that Logan. You've seen Logan, right? Oh, Logan was amazing. But yeah, I would that's, say that that's might be the best, best Marvel movie. Yeah, that's the best Marvel movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I've heard yeah. that the that the Batman's the best DC. It's kind um, of Logan esque. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which superpower would you want to have? Oh, you got to fly, right? Got to got to be flying. Come on, teleport, man. Teleport. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Teleport. Would be cool. <laughs> teleport. Be teleport. Just be right there with your <laughs> yeah, cool. like um. Uh, what's his nuts in X-Men? Um, yeah, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, but Nightcrawler could only teleport to where he could see. That's true. And or then, place he's been or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as sports, uh, we, we quickly touched on MMA. Are you a big MMA fight fan? Um, I mean, I, I enjoy training, man. I love training jujitsu and kickboxing just because it relates so much to pro wrestling and the style that I like to represent in the ring. I mean, I would... I, I still I love watching the fights, but I'm not so diehard where I could name all the contenders or the champions right now. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, obviously, big Canucks fan, or are you? Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Did you, or did you jump Canucks over fan, to Florida? Yeah. No, God, no. Uh, yeah, Canucks have broken my heart many times, so it's got to be all in on them now at this point, right? Over Two cup over. runs in my lifetime, and just uh, each one more bitter than the next. <laughs> I know, right? What, what do you remember most about the, the 2010? Um, I was living in St. Louis at the time, uh, just dating my girlfriend soon, uh, which would become my wife. And I was, came home for the, like the finals or whatever, and just, uh, being heartbroken. And, uh, 
just being, you know, th that vibe in the city was unreal that run too, right? Like, as I was at the age where I could be going downtown at the bars, it was just nuts. Yeah. And just heartbreaking too when you see the mess that people made. It's just, that's not cool. And then I remember coming back to St. Louis and people were like, oh, look what the, look what the people in Vancouver did. Well, pathetic. I'm like, shut up. Like, yeah. You guys, like, yeah, you guys shoot up each other all the time. Like, it's not that bad, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, we flip some cars and fucking burn yeah. some garbage and shit. But, like, yeah, I was doing my my radio show, uh, like, right downtown at the, right the, at the library there. And they'd closed off that street. I can't remember the name of the street there. But they had these big-ass screens and shit. And, like, dude, once it got to, like, you know, the Bruins were up, like, 4-2 or whatever it was. Yeah, these water oh. bottles are flying across and shit. I'm like, fuck, I'm not staying here, man. I called my yeah. wife. I'm like, yeah, I'll be yeah. home right after my shift. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the Olympics are a much fonder memory of yeah. uh, you know, the golden goal. That was at least you know positive spin on Vancouver sports. <laughs> was that was uh, Winter Olympics 2010? Yeah, All right, Kyle, I, I want to respect your time, man. I'll ask you a couple more questions, and I'll let you go here. Sure, man. Uh, I'm curious, are you are you much of a gambler? Not really. I mean, I, I feel like every time I, I, I uh, go to work, I kind of gamble like my health and my my life in some respects. Uh, so there are not a lot of extra extracurricular gambling. Yeah. Like I've thrown dice a couple times and we'll play the slots here and there, but not not really hardcore. Okay, okay. Well, this spins into spins nicely into the last question or okay. the last story. I want you to share a, a near death story where you're like, "Holy shit! I could have just died there." Yeah. Um, probably in, God, it was, must've been like 2015 now, but it, either way I was, it was, I was driving home from Chicago. I'd just done a ring of honor show there and I was driving to where I was staying in a small town in Jacksonville, Illinois, which is maybe like 200 miles South of Chicago. And it was really late. And I was so tired. Like I'd been probably up for like, I'd just gotten back from tour in Japan. I was, I was jet lagged. It was late. I was just driving, just worked a show anyways. I'm on this really dark highway. There's no lights or anything. And on the side of the road, like I just see like a, like a coyote. I'm like, Oh, Whoa, like a coyote. And it kind of jolted me awake. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Like, isn't the coyote supposed to represent like an omen or something like that? And I'm thinking this in my head and I'm like, man, I really got like, man, if that thing was crossing the road, that could have been like, could have been bad, whatever. And I was like, I really got to wake up and I'm almost there. Okay. Whatever. Like two minutes later, suddenly like it was foggy too. Suddenly there's a deer in the middle of the road. And I was like, Whoa, I, you know, I know you're not supposed to slam, but whatever your instincts kick in. So I slammed the brakes and like, I missed the deer. It was a, like a big ass deer too, by like an inch, man. It would have like completely totaled my car. And I like stopped yeah. and it just instantly just started to rain. It was like, it was like a movie, man. It was wild. And I was up, like, I was so tired. I was up for like hours after that. My heart just pumping. I finally got like into bed and I was just like, that was nuts, dude. Like the coyote omen. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> White knuckle in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah big time. What an interesting Crazy. question. I ask it only because like, I mean, I, ha I have a ton and, and almost everybody I ask has one like 95 percent mm. of people are like oh dude yeah did this did that like lots of uh lots of driving stories lots yeah. of drowning stories oh that's a scary one i know right like holy fuck dude like how would you rather die from drowning or burn <sighs> to death you know like oh yeah it's rough both sound terrible like no thanks man but yeah everybody i ask man mm -hmm. everybody has one it's crazy mm -hmm. 
yeah, brush with it. But anyway, Kyle, thanks, man, for for taking some time here to join us the podcast in, uh, in your yeah, home, man, Vancouver, Canada. No, it's rad. It's rad getting to chat with you, dude. Um, you used to listen to you on the radio all the freaking time on C Fox. So oh, sweet. It's cool to get to chat and uh, you know put a voice uh, a face to the voice. Right on, man. Well, you're easy to find uh, online at K O R Combat. Both Twitter and Instagram. You have a ton of people following you, as you should. And uh, I guess we'll see you online. Thanks so much, man. Great chatting. You. The Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.